BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Good morning, millennials. Welcome back to the Morning Toast. Happy Monday. Hey, Claude, how you doing? Hello, Jacqueline. Happy Monday to everyone. That's Beautiful so song. Yeah, that was really good, you guys. HYD is back, which means that we are back virtual podcasting for a number of reasons today. First and most importantly, Claude and I were potentially exposed to COVID last week, so we are quarantining until it's time to get a test. So we're back to the virtual podcast, which is kind of a bummer for every reason, except the one pro is that Hayadurn is back in the mix. No, the other pro is that there was literally a monsoon last oh, right. night of snow, and there, in no possible world of possibility was I getting out of my house today. It was crazy. It's still snowing. There was a crazy blizzard overnight, so we probably would have been remotely podcasting anyway. Yeah. Also, there was like an emergency notice that only emergency vehicles could be on the road before 6 a.m. And because Til we tomorrow. did the show before... Oh my God, no way. That, it's, that, I got that crazy. alert on my phone. It said until February 2nd, the mayor's not letting like any cars on the street. So like we really couldn't go. We probably oh, can't, we, couldn't even go tomorrow. Oh, okay. So this actually works out. And now that we're back in the queue for a few days, like I'm so in the queue. Like I have such queue energy. No, like, and it's I coming feel- back to me, like all my queue behaviors. <laughs> No, it's all coming back. I'm doing my nails. I actually think I'm going to Peloton today because I'm like so queued up. Yeah, of course. No, guess what I'm doing? I'm making a chili. Oh my God. You, I made um, a meatless bolognese last night. Like I'm back. I feel like I press play on the recording again Yeah, and I'm back as my cue self. Yeah, no, I'm going to start knitting and I'm going to catch up on drag race. Like that is literally what I did all of March and that's what I'm going to do now. And I don't know, like... What's that thing when, like, you get kidnapped, but then you, like, miss your kidnapper? Stockholm Syndrome. Yeah, that's me right now. Like, I kind of missed lockdown, even though she was toxic (laughs) as hell. I said the same thing, and now it's like I'm back in lockdown part two, but I have Bruce this time. So it's really so different and special, and we're just having a blast. Like, really, my day yesterday, it was as if the day was April 1st. No, but you know what? Also, having Bruce, you are forced to get, like, a little bit of fresh air because you have to walk your dog, and it Mm -hmm. is good for the mental health. That is good for the mental health. And Bruce is just so good for the mental health. By the way, people are like, do you yes. change his name address to Bruce? Address the rumors. Address and the I just, rumors. I just want to address it all because you know his birth name is Bruno Nesprezzo, Wine Reb, Bruno Sweets. Um, but, you know, nicknames just happen to me. I don't choose them. And Bruce has just started to roll off the tongue. So Bruce is just a nickname for Bruno. I didn't change his name, but I just like love the name Bruce. 
No, and everyone's really, really excited about it, except Ben, because Ben's dad's name is Bruce, like his real name is Bruce, and it does feel like a little rude to call your dog the name of your father-in-law. Yeah, no, it's super offensive, and <laughs> I didn't choose this. Like, I just didn't choose this for myself. You and didn't I'm choose the Bruce life. The Bruce life chose Bruce you. life chose me. And I'm hoping that, like most other nicknames, it, it fades over time, and that you know, Ben can come to my house again and stand to be around us. No, he can. He just is never going to adapt to Bruce. Like I call Bruno, whatever you call Bruno, because you are the pioneer of nicknames. You are pioneer woman. And (laughs) I just kind of adapt with what you put out there. Ben just cannot get on board with Bruce. And I respect the respect Ben has for his parents. Yeah. You have to set boundaries. You, you gotta set boundaries. Also speaking of Ben, um, you guys recorded a podcast yesterday. Yes, we did. We finally did our smoothie cleanse Q&A because if I feel like a lot of people are either doing the cleanse right now or interested because, you know, it, if we can do it, really anyone can do it. That's how I no, feel no. like it's, it's Ben can do it. Anyone can do it. And so we finally answered all of your questions about what the day to day was like, how expensive it was, what our bowel movements were like, the Ooh. benefits <laughs> that we saw from it. Like, were the whites of our eyes super white? Spoiler alert, like, no. Okay. But our skin was amazing. Like, doing that cleanse was the IRL Paris filter on my face. Wow, that's interesting. Also, do you wanna, is there a rumor you wanna clear up while you're talking about the cleanse in the podcast episode? Oh, wow. Yeah, there has been some misinformation spread. And unfortunately, I was the one that spread it. And so I want to clear that up. I want to clear Claudia's name because she already gets like a lot of flack for not being supportive. No, and it's deservedly so. Like when it came to the cleanse, like I was not a supportive scene, but that's just me. And I'm self-aware enough to know that I was being a little bit of a pain in the ass. And I did reel it back. I did. And then you You go out and put out some fucking misinformation on your Instagram stories. Okay, so here's what happened. I got an email because I podcasted with Ben virtually yesterday. Claudia helped him set up all the audio and stuff so that we could do it like how we do our podcast. And Ben emailed me his audio from our session, and it was called Smoothie Lame Podcast. Lame, L-A-N-M-E, not Smoothie Lane, which sounds like a great place to live. To live. So it's called Smoothie Lane Podcast. And I just assumed like Claudia saved the audio for him and like called it that because she knew we were talking about our smoothies and it's lame. So I posted on my Instagram, never even thinking for a second that maybe she didn't title it that. That didn't ever cross my mind. But it turns out even more hurtfully than you writing that, Ben called it Smoothie Lame Podcast. And when he came in with the computer, he's like, here, do the thing, like send it to Jackie. And he was like waiting for me. And I'm like, okay, I press save. He's like, did you see what I named the podcast? (laughs) I'm like, cool. Like I didn't even think anything of it until I was fucking slandered. Yeah, you were slandered. And I, I said that I would bring justice today on the show. And I hope that that's enough. I just... It was really hurtful to me for me to like even know that that was Ben like making a joke at our expense. No, Ben is the king of just like hurting people's feelings. <laughs> <laughs> and like to knowing it like he came in like to like impress you with it. You know, he was like so excited. Like he came home from school with like a new drawing and he was like, "Look, mom, look what I made." <laughs> That's really sad. So I just thank you for clearing my name and my reputation because it was temporarily on the line. And to all the people who think I'm not supportive, you're right for sure. But I just don't, I, I can handle, you know, the things that I put out there and the things that I am guilty of. And in this particular instance, I was not guilty. 
Yeah, no, it's important to to clear your name, and I'm sorry that I had any part in that. I I just I could have never fathomed that it wasn't you. Like that, I know it, it was never even it crossed wasn't your mind. It starter. Like I thought it was something that you named it like funny because you knew that I would see it and then like I would post it. No, I had nothing to do with it. I was minding my own goddamn business. You, you wish to be excluded from this narrative. I very much wish to be excluded from this narrative. One that I never asked to be a part of. Okay, and that's that on that, and I think we can close the book on it. But if you want to listen to the episode with me and Ben, patreon.com slash toast. We have really five great episodes last month, and today is February 1st, which just <clears throat> came out of nowhere. Came out of nowhere, but lots of exciting things. That means a whole new episode batch for Patreon. We got five more episodes, but it's also the first day of Black History Month, which yes. we are going to be, of course, you know, furthering our education. I know a lot of people over the summer took time to watch movies and read books and just learn more about black history, about black culture, a lot of things going on um, in the black community. And so for uh, Black History Month, Jackie and I have decided to bring back Toast Movie of the Week. Woo woo! So we use Toast Movie of the Week. I think movies and TV shows are just a great medium to, like, educate yourself, especially if it's the Mm -hmm. right platform, it's the right movie. Um, And so we're going to do, for every week this week, a movie that celebrates either black history or a black celebrity. We haven't chosen all of them yet, but we have chose this week's one, which is Lee Daniels, The Butler, starring Oprah. I cannot wait to watch this movie. We haven't chosen the other movies for the month yet, so definitely let us know if you have any suggestions. There are so many great movies out there, and I'm really excited to bring back Toast Movie of the Week and use it in a purposeful way again. Yeah, and um, please drop your recommendations because I feel like a lot of the movies that I loved so much that we watched over the summer um, were came from recommendations from people like Just Mercy, which was probably my favorite movie mm-hmm. we watched. And like Remember um, the Titans, that was a recommendation. Oh, yeah. But with, with Just Mercy, that was a great, great one because it was a real-life story of the founder of Equal Justice Initiative and how he got started. And Equal Justice Initiative is still around today. Brian is still running the organization. And I was just, I feel like we as a community, I specifically was really impacted by that movie. And so much so that I'm back on Cameo this month for the entirety of February, and I'm giving 100% of the proceeds to Equal Justice Initiative, which, like we said, is an amazing organization. So if you're wanting to get a shout-out and also participate in a good cause, book me on Cameo, you guys. That's so awesome, Claude. I'm going to get a cameo from you, and I'm going to make you say that smoothie cleanses are amazing. (laughs) (laughs) So we'll assign them on Monday, and then we'll recap them on Friday. Does that work for you, Jax? Yeah, that works for me. Sounds good. I'm excited. Um, We have a great show for you guys today. Real Housewives of Atlanta was on last night, so we're going to be recapping that. And I watched a bunch of other stuff um, over the weekend. What else did did you watch? Did you watch SNL? No, I didn't. I was so into Downton Abbey this weekend because I finally got to a better season. And mm-hmm. it was like, I'm back to like where I'm just like waking up wondering when it's an acceptable time to watch Downton. And right. even though it's like, a, you know, a hard way to live, just always living for a show. <laughs> it was really sad when I was like spending all this time in the show. I'm like, you guys, this show's not that good. But it was just because season yeah. three wasn't good. It was a tough okay. season. But no, I really didn't watch anything else. The only other thing that I did was I started our book for the Redheads. Our episode oh. drops this week. We're reading How to Fail at Flirting by Denise Williams. And I'm about 15% in, and it's so good. And I just feel it's a. Should I start it? I think you would really like it because it's a romance kind of novel. It seems like a chiclet, but I have no idea where it's going to go. Right. Okay, so, uh, maybe I'll do it, and then I'll listen to the Redheads episode. Oh my God, fun. Yeah, Redheads drops this Thursday, but. 
if you are wanting to become a redhead sooner, we have a fabulous episode up right now. I don't want to. It's never. Wanna, it's never too late. It's never too late. I don't want to like spend too much time, take a, too much of your time, like you know, shouting out the redheads. But it's a great time. That's all I'm going to say. Also, you know what book I've been meaning to read? You raved about Gabrielle Union's book, and I've, I've just been thinking about it a lot, and oh. I'm just going to read it. Claudia, you would love it. It's one of the books that I read this year that I find myself thinking about so often, and I think you would love it so much because it's like the perfect celeb memoir. There are so many interesting insights, and she's just a fantastic writer and has just a great personality, and I think you're going to learn a lot from it. I highly recommend to everyone who um, yeah, is no, interested in a great book. Um, but SNL was back for like the first time since their hiatus. John Krasinski was the host. Right. And here's the thing. Machine Gun How Kelly was, was the performer and you know, like I live for him. So that was fabulous. There were a few decent sketches. Like I kept feeling like they had all these good ideas for sketches, but when it came to writing them and like landing the plane, they couldn't do it every time. I'm like, oh my God, this started out so funny. And then it just like gets awkward and they don't know how to end it, but whatever. John Krasinski. I'm about to say something crazy. Okay. I'm here for it. I feel like, and please don't come after me if you love The Office. This is just in the words of Tamara Judge. That's my opinion. I just don't think that, like, John Krasinski is everything of the sort. He gives me, like, Justin Timberlake vibes. Like, ooh. Okay. Let me, let me just probe a little here. Do you think that he's something of the sort? Or do you think... I think he's a good actor. Like, I personally think Justin Timberlake is nothing of the sort. But I think that John Krasinski is something of the sort. He's got something. But, like, all this hype... I know. And to be honest, I didn't think he was charismatic enough to host SNL. Like, at all. And, like, everyone's talking about his monologue because he kissed Pete Davidson, which was an iconic moment. Mm -hmm. But the, you know, the... 99% of the monologue before that was like cringy and awkward. And I just don't think he's like a funny guy. And every time he came in on a sketch, it was like this downer. Like I just, I didn't agree with the selection at all. Like the season opener, he was just not it like whatsoever. I apologize to everyone who's upset. Yeah, That's going to hurt some people, but you know what I think it is? I think it's like, he's been hyped up so much. I'm sure that like, he doesn't even believe his own hype. It's like, no, you're right. Like it's not his fault. It's like the hype master's fault. Yeah, no, it's, we kind of spoke about this like a few years ago when I think Chrissy Teigen had gotten this like reputation for being annoying. And then it's like, wait, she's actually not annoying. The people who write about her make her seem annoying. She's just living her life doing her best. I think your disdain from John Krasinski really comes from the E! News Instagram account and not from him himself. It's not disdain. No, but okay. It's not disdain. It's like genuine confusion as to the hype. Apathy. I don't know what that means. Like indifference. Yeah, no, it's not even a difference. It's just like, okay, I'm not, I don't watch The Office really ever. So I was expecting to be blown away by this guy who seems to be, you know, very popular. And he's definitely handsome and he's got that like nerdish thing going on. But as a, as a host, as an actor, as a comedian, he was giving me nothing. Damn. Well, I'm glad I didn't watch. Not that I even was going to. I honestly didn't even realize that he was the host. I did see the photo of him and Pete Davidson. But Zach was watching SNL. I didn't see John. But he was, like, the part that I walked in for it was Weekend Update. So I didn't see John Krasinski. Well, Dan Levy is hosting um, next week, and I'll definitely be oh, watching Oh, that, that will be like, that's, so good. That is someone who's, like, so funny and so multifaceted, like, host, comedian, actor. Like, he'll be great. But people do feel that way about John Krasinski. And to those people, like, I understand you and I see you. I just am not one of you. 
no, I'm not one of you. And to be honest, I don't really understand you, but I see you. <laughs> Who is the musical guest next week? Phoebe Bridgers. Interesting. I don't know who that is. And I'm not going to lie. It wasn't until I saw her name pop up on the screen. Like next week, Dan Levy. I thought it was Phoebe Bridges. Who is that? I have no idea. Okay. I'm sure we're really aging ourselves because I think like the young Gen Z TikTokers love her. Oh, fun. That's fun for them. Yeah. Um, This was also my first weekend just kind of living as a published author. And I'm not going to lie. It was awesome. Was it? How was that weekend different from all other weekends? Well, on Saturday, Ben and I spent the day um, going to Barnes and Nobles, signing copies, and we drove to New Jersey, and literally, they have indoor dining. Oh my God, what did you do? Where'd you go first? Well, we rolled up to the Cheesecake Factory, and they were like an hour and 45 minute wait. So then we rolled up to Houston's, Houston's, sorry. I don't know why I just it's said It's because you're from New York. And it's Houston Street, yeah. sorry. And I, okay, sorry. That no, was like, at least that's like, that's not that embarrassing. That's not like Maj Gijon level. 45 minute wait. Wow. I mean, good for them. So we, we ended up at Applebee's and oh, I'm saw. so glad that like, that life puts up obstacles for you because your destination, it, it, God knows where you're no, meant Claudia, to, to land. Everything happens for a reason. And I just had the most wonderful time at Applebee's and I... I feel like I've said this on the show before. I'm a really, really big fan and champion of Applebee's. I feel like they sometimes get grouped into like gross, you know, like road stop food. But it's really like a neighborhood place. It is a quality place. Their menu is so, I don't even know what the right word is. It's so plentiful. Creative? No, it's just like. Whatever you're in the mood for, you can get it. Fancy, not fancy, bar food. And you it's can get a, a drink. Place and you can get a drink, alcohol. We literally got wasted at a fucking Applebee's in Palm Springs because there was no other bar open. But you know what? Applebee's was there for us. And anytime I've been to an Applebee's, I've always felt like they were really, really there for me. And I'm a really big fan. And I just, I won't accept any Applebee's slander. Okay. Well, you're not going to hear from me. Good. <laughs> Good. Well, I'm glad that you had a great weekend as a published author. This was a nice weekend, but it just, it wasn't enough weekend. That's how I felt. Like I just didn't make the most of it. You know, I didn't have, it just, it went by too quickly, but mm. yeah, that's, that's the thing about weekends. They're so fleeting mm-hmm. to the point that it's like actually offensive. Yeah. So we're back. It's Monday, but I'm like sitting by my window right now. There is so much snow coming down. It is so crazy. I don't know when it's going to let up, but it's really is a nice winter wonderland vibe. And Bruce loves the snow, so he's going to have a great day. Dogs love the snow, but dog parents do not love the well, snow. Well, like I love day one of snow when it's like so fun and cute for them. And it's really just water. But then, you know, then yes. there's the salt and the dirt and everything. And, and the yellow snow. Yellow snow. We, we hate to see it. Yeah, the city, like, for five minutes when it snows is a winter wonderland. Yeah, that's what we're experiencing today, honestly. In an hour, it will become, like, slushy, brown, gray snow. It becomes so disgusting. And it's, it's the... It's the New York that Instagram doesn't show you. It's the New York that Hallmark doesn't show you. It is so vile. And I like love when it snows, obviously, for that, you know, five minutes of ecstasy. But all that we have to deal with after that, like getting out of a cab and trying to like hurl over literally the biggest pile of snow you've ever seen. Try crossing a street. There's nowhere to cross. There's snow everywhere. It really turns into a torture chamber. Yeah, for sure. And it's like for weeks, the snow will not let up. And it doesn't melt ever. (laughs) 
Okay, well, I think without further ado, it's time. What do you think? Definitely time. Okay, she said it, you guys. It's time for the Fast Five stories that you need to know before you wake up and take a bite out of your morning toast. Yes, Jackie, that is true. And, of course, I would never want to step on your toes. But, like we said, we're getting back in the queue. It's time to reset. And Noom is the perfect place Mm. to start. Think about everything you've ever learned about getting healthy. There's a lot of contradictory information out there. And things like that old-fashioned food pyramid aren't of much health. Help. That's why Noom is everything of the sort. Because it's not just, it's not about what you ate. It's about how you eat in general. Noom teaches you about eating, your cravings, and how to build new habits so you can ditch your misconceptions and get started about food and the choices you make. It's based in psychology. Noom teaches you how to eat so you can accomplish your personal health goals and stick with them long term. Because you don't need rules to lose weight, you need knowledge. With Noom, you pick the health goals that are right for you, and Noom personalizes a weight loss program to help your aspirations become reality. So you can have a lot of specific goals when it comes to feeling better, eating better, um, for me, it's like I, oh, whenever I'm, you know, just not taking care of myself, I get headaches. I get a lot of fatigue towards the end of the day. So it's just nice to know that, like, what you're putting in your body can have an effect on your mental health, your physical health, and it just feels good to take care of yourself. Noom's cognitive behavioral approach means you're not just losing weight. You're building the habits you need to keep it off. Noom is forgiving because you're human. So if you go off track, you'll be back on track tomorrow. And everyone's busy. That's why Noom isn't demanding much of your time. They only ask for 10 minutes a day. There's a science to getting healthier, and it's called Noom. Sign up for your trial today at noom.com slash toast. That's N-O-O-M dot com slash toast. Learn how to eat again with Noom. Sign up for your trial today at noom.com slash toast, N-O-O-M dot com slash toast. Ready to learn how to live healthier? Sign up for Noom at noom.com slash toast. Love it. Before we get into the first story, I just want to say I love Noom personally because of the way that you can track what you're eating. You can, you know, work with a professional to create a plan, whether it's eating for weight loss or working out. But I also recommend it to everyone that I know because I feel like a lot of people don't know the basics of uh calorie management you know how many calories are mm-hmm. in a pound like that sort of thing and Noom is a great place to just start so agreed that's my thoughts on Noom first story Meghan Markle changes her name on Archie's birth certificate so Archie's birth certificate got a little bit of a sprucing up they fancied up his son's birth certificate with Megan erasing her first name. Before this, it had said Rachel Megan because that's her first name and both adding royal honorifics to the birth certificate. So now she is listed as Her Royal Highness, the Duchess of Sussex, and Prince Harry also added Prince to the document to complete his title, His Royal Highness, Prince Henry Charles Albert David, Duke of Sussex. Whoa. Um, also, it, they did put out a statement that this cha- name change on public documents was dictated by the palace, as confirmed by documents from senior palace officials. This was not requested by Meghan, the Duchess of Sussex, nor the Duke of Sussex. It's just so crazy that, like, literally, you know, they're going through their file cabinet, just, like, editing some things, and it's worldwide news. Like, this is, su- this is such minutia. I know, but it's like, it is sort of weird. Why weren't these things on the birth certificate in 2019? Like the palace doesn't make mistakes. Also, I didn't know you can edit a birth I know, certificate. But there was so much going on. Like, actually, no, because Megxit was like right after. I don't know. But also, why would they add it if weren't Harry and Meghan officially stripped of they, their titles? Yeah, they were more royal at the time of birth than they are now. Right. So, so this seems like backwards, but whatever. I mean, it's literally paperwork. Who cares? I know. But you know what? Good for Archie because he deserves like all of the accolades in the world. 
Yeah, I wonder, Mary, uh, Mary and Hagen is what I was going to say. <laughs> Harry and Megan <laughs> had been real quiet, you know? They launched the podcast, and before that, they were kind of quiet, too. It's like, I just wonder what they have up their sleeve. When does Megan's, you know, Disney Plus voiceover work start? Yeah, I was reading a little bit of um, Harry's summer plans, and he <gasps> he's going to London in June to attend Prince Philip's 100th birthday party. And the trooping of the color, among other festivities, Megan and Archie are expected to remain in L.A. Yes, I saw that he would be heading to London for some royal festivities and leaving the bebe and the mom behind. Um, I just, it just feels like the next time she runs into them, it's going to be so awkward. I know, but I feel like she is extremely graceful and will be able to smooth things over. And I also feel like Kate's that way. Like, they could just be super amicable. Right. Well, they're royal. They're all royal for a reason, because they're very polite. And so yeah. it, it, I just, I, I would hate to be Megan. Like, you just know that they've all, like, been talking about her and, you know, her drama. And she's just, just like, trying to do the best thing for her family. But... um I will never get over just, like, disgusting, discussing minor, minor details about Harry and Meghan and the royal family in general. Yeah, but I do think it's actually been a year since Meg's in, and I feel like they left with, you know, and it was, it went as well as possible. Yeah, I mean, it was such a big news story at the time, and, like, so much has happened, so it's hard to actually remember, like, what people were saying, but people were really mad at her, like, furious, no, and it's like, I feel like I was one of those people who was mad, but now I'm okay with it. Yeah, no, because everything happens for a reason, Jackie. Yes, everything happens for a reason. It's just the moral of the story, you know? Truly. Okay, this next know. story, um, Evan Rachel Wood accuses former fiancé Marilyn Manson of abusing her. Did you see this? No, and I have to say something really crazy. Okay. I don't know who Marilyn Manson is, and I don't understand who Charles Manson is either. Are they related? I don't think so. No, I don't think so. Marilyn Manson is like a rocker, I think. I think, is it a band or a person? It's a person, but it's obviously like a stage name. Um, and he's also an abuser apparently now, allegedly. He According. is an American singer, songwriter, record producer, actor, painter, writer, and former music journalist. But and, and Charles Manson is the serial killer. Yes, and his real name isn't Marilyn Manson, it's Brian Warner. So Wow, that's like such a lame name. Right, which is why he changed it. But on Monday morning, this morning, the Emmy nominated actress dropped a bombshell revelation about a horrific abuse she claims to have suffered while in a relationship with musician Marilyn Manson. She wrote on Instagram and in a statement to Vanity Fair, the name of my abuser is Brian Warner, also known to the world as Marilyn Manson. He started grooming me when I was a teenager and horrifically abused me for years. I was brainwashed and manipulated into submission. I am done living in fear of retaliation, slander, or blackmail, I am here to expose this dangerous man and call out the many industries that have enabled him before he ruins any more lives. I stand with the many victims who will no longer be silent. Wow, that's really powerful. I feel like, you know, a lot of times um, in celebrity in Hollywood, when people speak out against their abusers, they don't always say who it is. And I feel like this is so brave. And I just think it's a, it sends a great message. And I'm, that's really awesome. Yeah, no, it's so brave and impactful in the fact that she's just putting it straight on Instagram and, and letting people know. I think that this is the sort of thing where Marilyn Manson is like, even though we're not, you know, number one fans, like he's a hugely powerful, influential figure. Oh, and yeah. Even when once they broke up, like he could 
go on and, and do the same thing to someone else. So putting this out there for the next person, I think is really beneficial and really brave and strong of her. I agree. And Evan Rachel Wood is, um, she's all that, right? No, 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 no. That's Rachel Lee Cook. Evan Rachel Wood. Oh my God. I get every, yeah, no, I get the three named celebrities confused. Yeah. So she was in Westworld, but I also feel like she's Evanescence. No, she's not. Evanescence's name is Amy. No. Okay. I think Evan Rachel Wood is in. No, um, she's just an actress. Criminal Minds. She's a very no, successful actress. But who's Evan? I guess because of just Evan, I thought there was Evanescence. Yeah, no, Evanescence is, her name is Amy. Amy Lee. And I don't think she has three names. Okay. But I also get like Jamie Lee Curtis and Jamie Lynn Sigler confused, even though like they couldn't be more different. No, you don't. They're so different. No, I get their names. Like I know which one I, I know they're two separate people, but, like, their names are the same. Yeah. But don't you think that Jamie Lynn Sigler and Jamie Lynn Spears are very similar, too? Yes. Yes. Yeah. She throws a wrench in the whole conversation. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. Back to Evan Rachel Wood. I think this is fabulous. I think it sets a really great example, sets a great message, sends a great message, excuse me. And I'm just all here for, you know, for all of it. Yeah. Me, too. Okay, next story is another very sad, um, terrible story, but a Grammy-nominated producer, Sophie, has died at the age of 34 following a, quote, terrible accident. Sophie, who's an avant-garde pop producer and musician, has died at age 34. Quote, it is with profound sadness that I have to inform you that musician and producer Sophie passed away this morning around 4 a.m. in Athens, where the artist had been living following a sudden accident. At this time, respect and privacy for the family is our priority. Sophie was a pioneer of a new sound, one of the most influential artists in the last decade, not only for ingenious production and creativity, but also for the message and visibility that was achieved. An icon of liberation. Yeah, I mean, I heard about this because I saw a bunch of celebrities posting about it on Twitter. And so crazy. Like, I feel like, well, I don't know what happened, but they said it was a sudden accident. So So this is what they said. What? This is what they said happened. They said, quote, true to her spirituality, she had climbed up to watch the full moon and accidentally slipped and Ooh. fell. Yeah. Wow. Like, really a terrible accident. No, total, like, total accident. That's so sad. And just news like this, like, really shakes you to your core. Like, you could just be going for a hike, you know? Yeah. No, it, it really does. When a young person passes away, like, it, it's so upsetting and it's... And so tragically. So this is just a very sad story, and I hope that she rests in peace. Yeah. Kim Petras posted a really nice um, tribute on her Instagram. And I have to say, speaking of Kim Petras, one of my favorite, favorite TikTok sounds of the moment is, hi, I'm Kim Petras, and I just fucked your boyfriend. Like, it's just (laughs) so random. And I love the respect Kim Petras is getting on TikTok. And if you don't know Kim Petras, like... Educate yourselves. Her You're music, not living. Her You're not music living. is so sickening. Like the next time I get to a club, they better be playing Kim Petras. It's just the exact type of music you want to hear when you are fucked up and like ready to dance. Or also like when you're getting ready for a night out and you just want to be like dancing around while you're while you're getting dressed. Yeah, and just being like inspired by her fabulosity. I want all, all my, my clothes, clothes designer. designer. Ooh. I want someone else to buy them. Yeah. So true. And have you ever seen the music video for that? Beyond cute. 
Paris Hilton makes a debut. She like uh, Kim Petras is obsessed with Paris Hilton and Paris Hilton got in the music video before Kim Petras like kind of blew up. And it's just an iconic pop culture, you know, moment. A hundred percent. Okay, next story is um, a story that's been ongoing for a very long time. I feel like some people might not know, but others like know and will really be really happy to hear this news. Nick Loeb has lost his appeal in the Sofia Vergara embryo saga. This is such a phenomenal ending. Justice being served. Yes. Nick Loeb's never-ending legal war with modern family star Sofia Vergara over the ex's frozen embryos has ended in Louisiana again. An appeals court has ruled that Loeb's case should be tossed and that it made a mockery of the Louisiana legal system. The court also slammed Loeb's filing in Louisiana as abhorrent and ruled that all documents in the case be unsealed. So <sighs> Loeb, Nick Loeb and Sofia Vergara split in 2014, but a battle over two frozen embryos from the couple's 2013 IVF treatments has raged on for years after the split as Loeb sought custody to bring them to term. The case began in California where the embryos are frozen, but Loeb then brought it to Louisiana, hoping the state would recognize the embryo's legal rights. This guy's such a piece of shit. Such a piece of shit. Like, literally, move on, bro. It's been, this is like eight years ago now. She's married. Like, this is such a crazy story, and I'm so glad that it's been dismissed. Good day, sir. Yeah, no, but what did he think the outcome was going to be? They were going to let you take two embryos and raise someone else's kid without their consent? Like, how fucking delusional are you? And I forget that this story exists, but every year or so we get an update, and I'm reminded, I don't even know this man. I've never heard of this man. I think he's disgusting. Like, I just think, I, I think so low of him. I think he might be, like, I have lesser regard for him than anyone I've ever had in my life. I think he's such a piece of shit. <laughs> Yeah, I agree. I'm happy for Sofia Vergara. Hopefully for once and for all, she can put this behind her because I'm sure it's just been like the biggest nuisance to her otherwise charmed life. And I and I just hate I love that, like the judge, not only did they deny his request, they're like, we're denying your request because you're insane and disgusting and you don't respect this court. Like I'm living for the response. Yeah. And that you're a a mockery of the legal system. Yeah, You're making a mockery of reproduction and this court we'd love to see it that is just a case of justice being served and you're so rare these days like true justice is served up on a platter gavel and everything and we got that today and for that reason we must celebrate we must celebrate okay our fifth and final story is like super heavy on the tea i mean i bought a kettle this weekend just to make some tea but is it the kettle worthy story that's brought to you by new x is that a possibility Yes, because you're going to need some CBD after these claims. Oh, wow. Okay, well, Q New X, the best CBD company that Jackie and I both have been living for for the past few months. New X's mission is to provide their customers with the highest quality products at a reasonable price. With years of experience in sourcing, manufacturing, and development, their goal is to make CBD accessible to the masses. They never sacrifice quality, and all of their products are natural, pure, and most importantly, tested. So they have a ton of different products. They have shots. They have gummies. I love the gummies because they taste really good. Each gummy has 15 milligrams of broad-spectrum CBD. They're vegan. They're made with all natural ingredients and no artificial colors, flavors, or sweeteners. Um, They're lab-tested, and they're under 10 bucks. So if you're looking for a fun way to take CBD, an affordable way, the gummies are perfect. And um, the thing I like about it, because I've tried a bunch of different gummies, is that all their gummies are dosed out evenly. So it's a consistent dose in each gummy. So it makes it really easy and safe. Um, They also have shots. They have tinctures, just like Shannon Bedore. She was making a 
tincture. Their tinctures are fast acting and easy to use, and they have more than 10 great tasting flavors, THC-free, non-GMO, and vegan. So visit NuX.com if you want to purchase some of their products. That's NU-X.com. You can use our discount code TOAST for 20% off for a limited time. So that link is NuX, N-U-X.com, to purchase some of their amazing products where you can use the discount code TOAST for 20% off for a limited time. Check it out. I'm a CBD connoisseur, and I really, really enjoy this brand. Yes, for sure. Okay, here's the tea. Dylan Barber slams the Bachelor franchise, claims Jed Wyatt never cheated on Hannah Brown. Dylan Dylan Barber took to Twitter in a lengthy Q&A with fans accusing the show's producers of manipulating contestants and not caring about the outcome. He tweeted on Saturday, quote, cancel ABC and The Bachelor. Kind of want to air out their dirty laundry. Mom got me riled up. He proceeded to answer questions. It's clear that literally two days ago his contract ran out because you really can't say anything like this while you're still under contract and they keep you under contract for like a year after your season. That's very true. Um, He proceeded to answer questions from fellow Twitter users. Quote, you got to understand the game. They get paid off you doing shit that warrants screen time. He claimed of the producer's alleged efforts to guide conversations on camera, adding that it's, quote, easy to make a bad person look worse. It's hard to make a good person look bad. The TV personality then alleged that producers have nearly all control over which contestants receive roses. However, he tweeted that the cast can refuse to, to follow the producer's prompts. He also claimed they do not allow the cast members to sleep normal hours mm-hmm. when asked who recruited heather martin to appear on matt james's season of the bachelor dylan replied they don't care about people he then accused the franchise of promoting bullying he said they had that whole spiel on hating bullying then purposely edit things to warrant bullying shit is wild i mean that's a that, really good point that is a really good point so he's sort of all over the place but i feel like dylan and hannah g are are really respected members of bachelor nation so i think that coming from him people are really going to take some of this stuff seriously but there's a lot there's a lot going on here first of all he sort of when someone asked him who do you who from your season do you feel got the most screwed over by production he answered jed well what we know about jed is that he cheated on hannah he had like multiple girlfriends the twitter user asked are you saying he didn't cheat on hannah Dylan said yes. I mean, honestly, like if you think about it, there's so many instances that come to mind of like bachelor bachelor producers like totally changing what we think. And then like reality speaks for itself. Like I always think of Peter, Rachel and Brian. You watch the season. It's like Rachel's still in love with Peter and Brian is a consolation prize and they'll never, you know, have a happy marriage. But now look at reality. Like they are married. They've been married for three years. They seem to be in a really happy, healthy relationship. So it's like the, we know that what they're showing us isn't always the case. Even with Dylan and Hannah, you would have thought that Dylan was this like backup guy after all these other guys wanted Hannah's attention. But look, they're still engaged three years later. Like there's you have to look more at reality than you can the show because they really manipulate so much of it. Yeah, you do. But I don't know. I just feel like I definitely want to hear more from Dylan. Like, what is he talking about? And I feel like the Bachelor world has been so good to him and Hannah G. Like, I feel like they never got any shit end of the stick that it's really crazy that he's biting the hand that has fed him. But that's why it feels, well. but that's why it's more credible. Like if somebody who got a bad edit yes, is like yes. bachelor, it's like, yeah, you're just saying that because you got a bad edit. But Dylan, who's reaped wonderful benefits, like him and Hannah have a, both have like huge followings on TikTok and Instagram. All of that came from The Bachelor. They make a living off of all of that. They're beloved by Bachelor Nation, couple goals. So for it to be coming from him, it's way more credible. 
Yeah, I agree. And it seems like a lot of this has stemmed from the fact that Heather Martin, who's a friend of Hannah G's, who was on Colton's season, is showing up for Matt James's season. Or we we knew that that was happening, but it seems like it would be a little late in the game if she Did shows it happen up now. Already? It hasn't happened on the show. But is she like, the girl who never had a kiss? Yeah, something like that. Never been kissed. Yeah. She's coming on Matt James's season? She went on Matt James's season. I don't know when in the season that will be happening. We haven't seen it on TV yet. Oh, yeah. That's like when Becca Tilly went on Ben Higgins season, but she showed up night one. Yeah. And, and another girl, Amber, showed up with her. I don't know. And now I'm feeling like they made her go on Matt James's season and then we're never going to see it or something. Like That's really something's weird. weird. Something's really weird. He concluded his tweet saying, my last thought, they need you until they don't. Each person is a pawn in a larger scheme and they do not have contestants' best interests in mind. Mental health is not a concern. Multiple people develop issues post-show and they do nothing to help. If anything, they fuel hate. By the way, I definitely agree with that. And I think that's something most involved Bachelor viewers know. Yeah, I agree with that, too. I mean, the idea that you're a pawn and they don't care about you and they're using you to further the end of the show, like, yeah, that's what you signed on the contract. Right. But they don't really think about like the long-term implications of like yes. what it's like to be like bullied nationwide by, and have Bachelor Nation like not back you up, but do these segments on bullying on Instagram when it's like they are, they are fueling it. Yeah, it's really true. And it's like, you know what, if you want to mess with people and put out these narratives about them, like don't pretend that you also care. Just 100%. Yourself. Yeah. I agree. So I think this is really interesting. I look forward to hearing more from him if anything else comes from this. But I would like to know what specifically he's talking about. Obviously, and I would someone also, like also to asked know if, what set him off. I know. I think it's some stuff with Heather. I think hmm. it's some stuff with Heather. Someone hmm. also asked um, if the show is like Unreal. You know that show on right. Hulu. And he said like some yes, some no, which I think we all knew. Yeah. Did that show ever restart? So I no, but it was picked up by Hulu after and two I don't seasons know what on Lifetime, right? Yeah, it was so good. Constance Zimmer is an absolute queen. I love her. Yeah, I hope that they get back to the show because it was really good. But it was also like really, really toxic. Oh, for sure. No, like <laughs> mental health crisis while watching that show. Yes. So those are our five stories, and I feel as though you needed to know them. Yeah, kind of. Um, but from one reality <laughs> show to another, Real Housewives of Atlanta was on last night, and it was such a good episode. I was saying last week how, like, honestly, I haven't been loving the season, but uh, there's nothing like a good trip to really turn things around and move things along. And I think there were mm-hmm. so many, like, exciting things happening before the episode even started, like, with the bus and the plane and then the rooms. Like, they, they laid a lot of groundwork, and I cannot believe it took them eight hours on a bus. Like, I would have died. I know, and Cynthia got there before them, and she left after them. So, like, what was happening? Well, when you are on a bus on some highways, like, whether it's, like, overpasses, like, certain trucks, buses can't go on certain highways. So sometimes it does take you longer when you are taking a bus, but I never thought it would take double. Yeah, no, that's so crazy. And so for them to arrive at the house after being in the car for eight hours, a bus for eight hours, and then there's, like, a murder mystery game was just oh my not the vibe whatsoever. And, try, and like, watching Kenya, like, try to make Fetch happen was hysterical. But for her not to understand that these girls do not want to, like, be intellectually challenged they right now. They unwind. just want to drink and dance. Like, 
It was hysterical, and I love that literally no one paid it any mind. Not even those two fake cops. Like they were, like they were in love with the women. Like they were literally wanting to stay there all night. No, the whole thing was a disaster, but so funny. And I just feel like it was really. I mean, I, I still, you know. I still am always going to make excuses for Kenya, but her hosting skills were so Atrocious. off. Well, you know Atrocious. what I mean? Like, especially about the murder mystery. First of all, it was like a very poorly planned murder mystery. Like, why when everyone right gets home? Like, why not the next day? Like, it was just very poorly planned. She was just kind of like selfishly doing it. She's not thinking of anyone other than herself. Like, she's been relaxing all day. She's ready for a murder mystery. It wasn't like uh-huh. a great quality. The actors, it was like a little janky. No, and it's like the person who died, like, don't they have to stay dead? Oh, she got up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah no so and, and then like and then to make all the women like work for it she was like well there's an extra good room like dangling this fish in front of them she's a little too power hungry when because she's the one who planned the trip and i just i don't see it in the way that you do also her hosting skills when she brought her on crab cakes like that was so no, no, it rude. was it was so atrocious but i will say last week i was really upset to find out that you know she didn't tell the girls why she was taking a private plane because it felt like she didn't want them to be able to bring their babies too. But then this week, everyone talking about how like they have the help and the resources in the village to help um, take care of their child when they're out of town and that Kenya doesn't. And everyone sort of gave her a break because of that. I I sort of understood more where she was coming from. No, that's from. also like a really mature like way of way reconciling of lo- it yeah. instead of and like I have starting to think a fight. Candy- Candy for like showing everyone, you know, the other point of view. Yeah, no, Candy is a queen. I loved when they broke up the groups into aunties and nieces because it does feel like there is this disparity. Yeah, no, I love to see it. Obviously, I'm an auntie through and through. Oh my God, really? I was so with the nieces, like, because that was Portia, Marlo. Drew was 100% right in the argument with LaToya, like, and Drew dragged LaToya to filth at the dining room table when she was like I bought you a present too and gave her an autographed sign she's like you're obviously my number one fan I got so much respect for Drew from last night's episode I was so with the nieces yeah no I agree I'm just saying like I am an auntie that's who I am and also like when there is a trip like night one I'm not gonna be a niece I'm going to be an auntie oh that's so funny because I always make the mistake of like going on a trip and doing the most on night one and like the whole trip is ruined because of it so I'm such a niece like it's crazy yeah, no, like day two, that next day looked really fun. Like if only there was something to eat and like Kenya ordering food for only herself and then telling everyone there's food in the fridge. Like it wasn't good enough for you, the food in the fridge. Like, and you are the one who bought it. No, I, it was bothering me so much because I've been that girl, like being so hungry. And I just, there's so many things I love about the women of Atlanta. Last night's episode made me realize, I think they might have the best collection of purses of any franchise like when they all just walked in from the bus and everyone had Louis Vuitton Chanel Gucci like I think they had the best collection of bags of any other franchise yeah also how much they love to eat like really resonates with me and I felt that like don't invite me over to your house for the weekend if you're not going to feed me no and it's like Kenya obviously did this whole big dinner and felt like she was being a good host because that dinner looked amazing beautiful but like there's two other meals in the day. No, it's insane. It's asinine to not give people lunch. No, and like to order for just yourself is just so selfish. And I have to, I feel like she was just doing it like be, for the optics of the show of like how that makes her, like it's funny, but it's not funny. Like it does not, yeah, it does not come like off well. The way that she's like picking up French fries and being like, want a French fry? It's the same thing like with the rooms. She's on this power trip because this is technically her trip that she planned. And it's just really rubbing me the wrong way. And it's rubbing other people the wrong way. Like Cynthia, who have been huge Kenya supporters 
for years. I think she's rubbing a lot of people the wrong way this trip. Yeah, I agree totally. I really liked when Marlo had that moment because sometimes when you're fighting with someone, you just get to this point of like, we've both hurt each other equally. Like not one of us is more mad at the at the other and it's like what are we doing and, and it it was so nice to see her get to that point and then when she brought it up at the table like Kenya just completely missed the Botched. point because Kenya's and still focused was, on the last thing that happened she'll never just I drop know. everything like she's like you just said I, this one thing I feel like Marlo would have been better off like having a one-on-one conversation with Kenya because I think that with the whole table there like Kenya didn't get the memo that like no 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 this is like actually a genuine moment and I it felt was it was an, genuine it was annoying for that not to go down the way that she had planned because obviously it took a, a lot for Marlo to get to that place. Yeah. LaToya was really annoying me pretty much the whole episode, like with the wig stuff. Drop it. You, she did put her hands on Drew. Drop it. She just did. She can't let it go. And it does. It's just giving me like one of those. She reminds me of like a Brandy Glanville where like an outlier, outlier castmate is like at the center of the drama. Yeah, but it's not even, like, real drama. She's just, like, trying to be dramatic. She just keeps insulting and the one thing, the wig. Yeah, I, I'm finding it to be very annoying. I'm hoping that it's just, like, she's drunk on this trip yeah. and is an annoying drunk. Also, like, it's worth mentioning that the wig really wasn't that bad. Like, if it was atrocious, like, I'm all for making a joke out of something that's, like, hilarious. It re- Like, it was not that bad. It wasn't worthy of, like, weeks and weeks worth of jokes. Like, exactly. you can say something once, move on. Um, so I think on. next week is where they have the dungeon party where maybe some of the yes, drama. The, the bachelorette stuff. But it looks like next week we won't even, it, it's not going to be the drama yet. Like the week after. They didn't even tease drama. They just teased um, bachelorette stripper. I'm just really curious like what footage. I mean the whole house is is wired and the events that are you know being teased happen in the house. So they must have footage of something. Yeah. We're getting there. We're getting there. So that's that. I mean, Queen Portia, even though she wasn't in the episode, still my number one. And I heard she was recently hospitalized for putting the entire franchise on her back. I mean, the funniest moment of the entire episode was when those uh, two fake police officers rolled in and she hurled herself over the couch. Oh my God. Hysterical. Hysterical. No, I was laughing when they were, um, they were like half the group was like trying to solve a murder mystery. And the other half was like dancing and twerking. And I was, it was the aunties and the nieces. It was so funny. No. And it was perfectly described. Like when they just happened to like veer off into two separate rooms and it was really the aunties and the nieces. I mean, as an auntie lover and a niece lover, I love to see the aunties and the nieces. We have um, The Bachelor on tonight, and then the rest, we'll get back. We've been off because last week was just a crazy week, but we're back on all of our recaps yes. this week. So stay tuned for that. Bachelor we recap coming at you tomorrow. on our bullshit. Back mm-hmm. on our bullshit. Yeah. Yeah, Bachelor tonight. That's going to be a rough one because we're just like mid-season when like nothing of import is happening. The beginning's always good and the end's always good, but the middle is just hard to the get The middle through. is when you start to resent the lead, and I'm, I'm feeling that. Yeah, I'm feeling that too. Um so I'm going to be reading all day. Like, I'm just going to have such a QE day. And Me too. I was thinking that yesterday. I was like, I'm so QE. And then does that not remind you of like the QE2 from Parent Trap? Yes, 100%. <laughs> okay, great. QE2. Just want to make sure we're still on the same page. We are page. definitely on the same wavelength. Um, that's our show, you guys. Thank you so much for listening to The Morning Toast, The Millennial Morning Show, where we deliver the fast five stories that you need to know every Monday through Friday on YouTube. So if you're watching us on YouTube, please feel free to subscribe and give this video a thumbs up.
We're also available as a podcast anywhere podcasts can be found. So that's Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Public Radio, iHeartRadio, CastBox, all the places. So wherever you listen to podcasts, find us, The Morning Toast, and leave a five-star review about how beautiful, stunning, and smart we are. Hope you have an amazing day. We'll see you back here tomorrow for another podcast-only episode. Stay safe and stay warm. Bye. See ya. Bye.